no. I'm all alone. Uh, Tico's in the rest of this episode, but we forgot to record an intro, so you kind of stuck with me for a minute. This is editing spike. <laughs> I'm super excited though, because this week we sat down virtually with Jules and Miles of Team Deathroll. They're the Australia's premier BattleBots team, although there are many more, so I found out. Two super talented builders, really knowledgeable. This interview was an absolute blast. But I won't delay any longer. You can find all our episodes on botsbotsbots.com.au, our new web address. And you can email us at botsbotsbotspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook now and Instagram and Twitter as usual. Okay, roll the tape. This is going to be the podcast eventually, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going to be a podcast, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Hi. Welcome to Bots, 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 guys. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see you. Jules. Is it Jules or Julie? You prefer? Uh, call me Jules. That's Jules, how it goes. Got it. Yeah, and Jules and Miles from De- Team Death Roll. Oh, Team Australia. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hello. How are you guys Hi. going? We're yeah, good. we're good. We're I think good. we're both absolutely just fangirling right now. Fangirling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, we were um, extremely stoked when we first saw Death Roll at BattleBots. Even in that first year that you guys came, we were just like, yes, there's an Australian team, finally. Like, we personally haven't been to any of the um, Australian scene, like little Antweight fights or anything from Newcastle. And it's, yeah, I don't think there's anything happening here. So it was just really exciting to see an Australian team in the US competing. (laughs) Um. Are you guys watching this newest season? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're fully addicted. We're fans like just like you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we, don't miss, we don't miss an episode. <laughs> we want to be there. So, yeah. Know. Are you guys yeah. just there because of the travelling restrictions pretty much? It, it was for us, yeah. It, it, it was right in the early days when we, we were meant to be going was like March. So um, it, it, it got put off and then put off and then put off and then it got to a point where they were teasing us to come on, come on over. And it's like, I guess our flights were restricted. And the better side of all of us um, was we were just saying, no, um, best to stay here, uh, yeah. safer here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But um, flights were booked. Robot was in the crate. Yeah. It was, couriers yeah. were called. Couriers were arriving. Couriers were arriving to get the crate. Yeah. And then it was just like, oh, no, it's been yeah. cancelled. Uh, oh, no. All the hype was there. Like, you get really hyped up and everything's ready and, um, you know, exciting. And, yeah, it, it, it was um, yeah, difficult times for everyone, I think, all, all around the world, all the robot people. Yeah, were certainly. It's, it's hard that there's, there's yeah. a lot of teams missing this year. But it's great to see that there's so many rookie teams this year as well across yeah, America. Yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, it's uh, good because they wouldn't have got a chance. They wouldn't have got selected. Yeah. So it's it, they had to make up the numbers. So no, yeah, that is true. really they're exciting. Getting, they're getting to have a fight and some of them are doing really good. Yeah, who are some of your favourites from your new rookies this year? Um, oh, um, Viper Claw. I, I, I really like Emmanuel's such a, a great builder and we've, we've met him all around the world. Like he was in China when we were there and um, he's such a great builder and such a great guy. It was good to see that robot. Um, I, I really like that one. Awesome like, lifter. It's the, yeah, it's the one, it, 
in its first yeah. fight and then got a bit clobbered in the in its next interesting fight. build so, yeah it's I super fast yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a few that are exciting. Um, oh, I'm right off the cover. It's hard to, to remember them. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many this year. I think there's yeah, 69. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to see any robots, you know, like any caliber or, or how they get out, whatever they've, um, uh, you know, spent on it or whatever. It's just always exciting to to see new robots and new roboteers. And some of them are young. Yeah, you know, some of them are super young. <laughs> families and yeah it's such a wonderful event to go to it's so exciting the whole deal you know we really want to be able to go one year yeah <laughs> we that, really want to be able to go one year that's our dream yeah, yeah. um i mean you can you just got to get on a plane and, and, and get the tickets get the tickets. you just got to wait for this covid <laughs> business to uh get go away <laughs> <laughs> too true my personal favorite rookie of the year which is controversial is jackpot and they have been They've said people have said that they look an awful lot like Death Roll. How do you feel about that? Oh, oh that that's well. Lots of people um, contact us and ask us if if we mind if they built a robot like ours. So um, with there's lots of little beetles and antways running around that that oh, are great. very similar to our robot. Um, you know, like I think it's probably just the color. You know. Yeah. Uh, but wow, um, the fight. Um, oh yeah of episode who they smash it was oh jeez oh, yeah. oh and i love ghost raptor <laughs> we know oh, we, we met chuck in 2016 yeah. and he's such a nice guy oh. and i was just like oh that's a lot of bad luck yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a beautiful robot of chucks like if you really mm. look into the way it's made and all those little things it's an amazing robot yeah we could see the pain on his face and yeah, and in twenty six and in twenty sixteen because we got knocked out in our first fight and it was just one fight and you're out if you if you lose, uh, we got to hang out with them all and the, and Chuck gave us the tour of his robot oh, yeah. and so we got to look all inside it and like yeah. uh, it, it was cool. I mean, yeah, a lot that of it's so cool. Yeah, we got selfies yeah. with everyone last yeah. time. Oh, but unlike, unlike the last time we went, we had no time. It, that we had no time. Oh, you like, guys were go go go. it was just you, you know you fought, you um, fixed the robot, you fought again, and I remember somebody coming up to us and going, "You're like four and zero," and we're going, "What does that mean?" You know, we didn't know what four and zero meant. It's like, oh, okay, we won lost any but yeah. we didn't even have time to think about that last time so so 2016 for us was like when we really got to hang out you know like yeah, nice. with everybody it was awesome like i was grueling because we're fans and we're not afraid to to let other people i was getting autographs like reason bradley said um can I borrow a paintbrush? And, and I went, oh, as long as you sign it. And he goes, I haven't signed anything for 20 years. It's like, oh, no, no. And I've still got the paintbrush, Reason Bradley signed it. So oh, when, that's so cool. Like, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds I believe like that Because when we got into robots, like we've been doing it for 10 years, there was no TV stuff happening then. So right. it was like... Uh, we just watched stuff on YouTube. That was yeah. where we learned about right? when it was on TV. We were doing viz arts at uni. We didn't know anything about it, so we went into it. We didn't know it existed, no. and then it was like ten years later we found the uh, what was it, the Ultimate Real Robots magazine in a secondhand shop, and it's like, oh my god, what are these cool robots? <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, um, 
No, we were horrified that we hadn't heard yeah, of it. Yeah, we were horrified before. we hadn't heard of it. <laughs> and then uh, then the next thing was, I bet you they do them in Australia and I bet you they're so shit. Uh, and, then, and then we... Um, Got on YouTube and saw some robot fights and I was like, oh, my God, they're awesome. Like, just <laughs> yeah. the featherweights. And then, like, four, four weeks later was the first comp that we ever went to at uh, South Bank in Brisbane. We went there and then that's when we first saw them. And, and, yeah. uh, that was and the featherweights. Featherweights, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. So, 13, 13 kilo robots. Yeah. So they're, they're still, they're a little, but they still pack a huge punch. Yeah. So they're, yeah, that, yeah. Got, that got us into building. Yeah, and then and then after that we rocked up and Jules entered me into the competition and I got to drive a robot. Terrible. And then um and then the competition after that we had one each. Oh nice. Fantastic. What were the names of your robots? Oh my my (laughs) this is hilarious and it's a bit of a story. Evan's got a bit of a story, you can edit that out. Um we're visual artists, so that's our background is artists too. Yeah, I'm an artist and Tegan is a fashion designer. Yeah, I'm a fashion designer. So so, um, you know, a a different sort of background from this, but we we do stop motion animations. So Mm. we kind of thought, wow, this would be an awesome thing to get into to um, learn animatronics. You know that we wanted to make animatronic puppets. So um, my first robot I I called Lotus because there there was sort of no females building that I knew of at that time. I didn't see anybody around. And um, it was like a lotus flower that sat over this. um, I took a wheel off a bicycle. (laughs) I cut up our barbecue plate because I knew it had to be a heavy metal (laughs) rod. And I put two little fins out the side of it. It was just had the tire on it still. And it was like my first fight was up against the best robot builder and fighter in Australia. And that's Glenn, who's a member of Death Roll. Oh, yes. Glenn, the driver. Glenn yeah. is so hardcore, right? And <laughs> my very first fight, it was like, oh, oh, my God. But I remember, very different from the film and arts industry, I remember after the fight, he came up and he had these long fingernails and he sort of sort of went into my robot like this and went, oh, I see where you've gone wrong. <laughs> and I was like, from that moment, I thought, wow, you're helping me, but we just fought, you know, like that's when we first sort of saw that unbelievable, um, uh, what can you call it, like a comradeship or a a community that that they will help you. And in BattleBots, the same thing happens, and you've probably heard them when they're talking about this, but for for real life, it is how it is. If, If you're broken and you're going to fight someone, Mm. They'll come and help you get ready to fight them. They'll give you their last motor. And we fought in Russia, as I said, China, New Zealand, we, any anywhere in the world, they're exactly the same. So I the love that. Is amazing. And that's what I think really, because we kind of didn't have the time. We were 10 years into this stop motion animation that we'd started and never finished because robots took over. Yeah, <laughs> um, but 10 years into hardcore making a feature ourselves, just the two of us. And it, it just, it took over. And, you know, because this, because of the community really and the minds, you know, the different mindset than artists and filmmakers, as like engineers yeah. and, uh, you, you know, you're in a line over in, in China somewhere with a, a robot builder behind you and you kind of never get to talk really very much. And you say to them, you know, oh, what do you do? 
and the jobs are amazing. Like the, the you know, they they they're with NASA or they've been to who went to the moon? One of the yeah, one of them went to the moon. We, we the like, no, we, oh. I mean, he said he was an astronaut, but we didn't actually think he'd been into space. <laughs> I mean, you think, oh, yeah, astronaut. Yeah. He just did some wiring on a shuttle, but no, he was in space. Wow. Yes, wow. Amazing amount of um, awesome people just you meet. And this was while you were at, um, I think, was it This Is Fighting Robots in China? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went to This Is Fighting Robots. That was uh, an amazing experience. Yeah, with Fango. Yep, Fango. Fango. <laughs> so that was our robot. That was our team. So I drove it. I drove I yeah, drove nice. it. Yeah, so. Um, I get too nervous on the heavies. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get nervous. I'm like, I'm like this. Yeah. So, so it was just a, an amazing experience. Yeah, I mean, it didn't work that well, but we've got it working now really fast. We, oh, nice. So we might yeah. see Fango in the future? It, uh, it, it, around it and... looks animated. When you turn it on, it's so fast now. The legs, people, we've had videos of, it, of its fast moving. They think we've sped it up. Now, oh. That's, oh, that's exciting. So that's the artists in us trying to make something a bit different. You know? yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. We're not, love we're not that. great engineers. We, we sort of like the, the different sort of um, yeah. what we can do, what we can build. Absolutely. No, that's so exciting. And that's also that, the reason we came up with Fango too was because you got to try and come up with something different because you want to get selected. So that's yeah. what a lot of the mm. robots are bellbots. You think that's never going to win, but they had to do that because they're never going to get selected if they just have a, another vertical or horizontal uh, spinner because there's so many of them. So you've kind of like um, you've got to come up with something different. Yeah, cool. I suppose that's why we see mammoth, I guess. Well, yeah, that's why you get yeah, epic. Yeah, that, exactly. mammoth, that mammoth and and, um, and huge fight. Oh, that was epic. That was crazy. Yeah. Exciting. They were like flicking each other around, doing flips. Oh, amazing! And they're all so lovely. All of the um, members of all those teams—they're just awesome people. You know, certainly. The, the show loves it if they trash talk, but no one ever trash talks outside the right, They just right, do that for the Yeah, they do that right, for the camera. like a little teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> cutthroat. Yeah, yeah, cutthroat. Yeah, yeah. We always like to say it's the robots killing each other, not the builders. So it's like yeah. you put the two robots in there, you want your robot to win, and you just got to try and help it to win. And yeah. if it tears the other one apart, well, that's just part of a, you know, anything can happen. It's like a science experiment. <laughs> like you said before, uh, you know, the community surrounding the sport, I think, and the sportsmanship, that's what really has drawn us to it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And the mix between carnage and technology is also great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and when they close the arena door, you don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Anything can happen. Yeah. It's always hilarious. Uh, even fighting the little ant weights, I always crack up. I can't stop laughing because it's like you do, you build these things. And, and they're amazing and, and everyone's sort of looking at them beforehand and you, you're sort of like just amazed in the bills and what people come up with and you go in there and they get destroyed. Yeah. It's like totally the ant weights are vicious. Like they will just kill you and you've got a whole heap. Yeah, every comp, with, you know? full wheels off, um, uh, guts hanging out, um, lipo fires, uh, every comp with ant weights because those the, the, the weight to, to energy ratio is so mega. Yeah. That's why, uh, I mean, I reckon if they filmed ant weights for BattleBots, the destruction would be 10 times worse. Yeah, cool. That's interesting. But then the crowd wouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> and, you know, the BattleBots robots are 110 kilograms. I mean, yeah. when you're there, I remember seeing, was it Beta and uh, Turnstone? The in, a, in one of the fights back in 2016 because we were allowed in the audience back then. So oh, yeah. it was just awesome to be able to see the fights live there. And 
you know, just you know they're that heavy, those robots. And when you're there, you know, you, you can see how big they are. Yeah. They oh, are yeah. Huge. And just to see them being pushed around and going up to the roof, hitting the walls, coming back down again, bouncing. You can't you can't stop laughing. I mean, when Death Roll was bouncing around, it's like, we're just cracking. Our fight with Endgame, like, our fight with Endgame that first hit, and we just fly through the air. It's like, oh, we're dead. <laughs> and then it just bounces around. She keeps, she, it bounces around the arena like three times and then keeps driving. It's like, what? Yeah, no, I remember saying happened. that Death Roll sure knows how to roll. Like, they oh, yeah. really, and, and that's Glenn's driving. He's just such a good driver. Yeah, um, and he does not get nervous. No, he's so good. He's and like a serial killer. He did <laughs> kept that weapon going, and that was, um, you know, y- y- your mind tells you to turn it off because oh. we did have a self-writer. But like, okay, the time difference between when you stop and self-write, they could just come in and get you. So the decision to keep going was his and, uh, you know, a good decision. And a lot of teams, when they go in for a hit, they'll turn off their radio. That, not their radio. They'll turn off the uh, the power to their speed controller, the uh, throttle, so that when the weapon hits, you're not blo- going to blow up your motor. And that's often what happens, and that's why teams can't self-write on their weapon because they've turned it off. So uh, that often happens. Uh, but Glenn's motto, leave the weapon on full speed all the time. <laughs> I love it. I and love it worked. It. Well, I guess it's having the confidence to be able to do that. If you've yeah. done the work on it and the confidence to know that it will keep going. Yeah, that, that first one, he spent two hours getting those belts tensioned perfect. And I'm thinking, what is he, what's he doing? I mean, they're, they're, they're tight. No, nah, he was getting them primo, and that's why Death Row could drive on its weapon. Yeah, that's no, I interesting. That. I didn't know that sort of they. I always suspected that you might, like, throttle down your weapon as you come into contact, but I never really knew for sure. But I did notice actually on the last episode's fight with Lockjaw, when Lockjaw came in for a hit, um, it seemed like they didn't do that and the weapon smoked immediately. And I wondered whether that was the case. Lockjaw has a different setup to his belts and I don't know whether it's the same, but he he runs them on straight metal, doesn't he? Where he doesn't have the little um, V V cuts. Yeah, I think it's so it slips. Yeah. So that so it slips. Right. Oh. At least he did the first, he did yeah, last season. He not might sure if he it still yet. does it, yeah. but it's it, people set them up differently. Some people like them to slip. Um, but yeah, why he smokes up a lot is it was just used to run on the bare metal. Yeah, you? right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, I think maybe what's happening there is because he can drive in, inverted and then turn his weapon in the other direction, yeah. and that's real hard on the speed controller. Oh. So Nethril has it set only goes in one direction. So if yeah. you're like 100% speed and you change direction, it's going to blow up. Look yeah. at this inside gossip we're getting. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great driver and they're such a lovely team, Lockjaw. Like, oh, yeah. Some some just little sort of in stuff here is I remember packing up at the end of last year, uh, 2019, and, you know, they just back in their RV or whatever they call it, like a caravan <laughs> and goes everything in the back of a caravan, you know, like it's just so cool and, and you know, they're just a great team and, I would say probably one of the builders that um, made me want to make robots as well, like just some of his earlier robots and Taz, how clever designs they are. And Taz, uh, Taz bot and dissector when he yeah, could like he could just, like grab onto the uh, robot and it had um, uh, like hammers smashing the robot while he's ramming them into yeah, the wall. Yeah, yeah. so good. And, how does and, that even work? And he's so cool, <laughs> like cool driver and uh, clever driver. 
What are some of the bots that, if you were in the season this year, that you'd be the most scared to go up against? Bite Force, but... But they're not even in it this year, so... So Bite Force wasn't there. I, I guess there is always... Well, you know there'd be a rematch with New Zealand. New Zealand <laughs> and <laughs> we and would have course, that up first. And, and there would be a rematch with uh, uh, Witch Doctor, of course. Yeah. And uh, they're not going too well this season, but I'm sure they'll get better. But... Uh... Um, who else would you be afraid of? Yeah, you can't. You, you, it's sort of like you never know who you're going to fight. And oh yeah, I suppose it, it's like uh, yeah, whoever you get, it's just um, you just got to take it as it comes. Like whoever yeah. they are, but I guess I mean everyone fears Tombstone. That would but, be scary. Um, Witch Doctor is a hardcore robot. I mean that fight we had with Witch Doctor was incredible. Um, and, and Endgame hits hard. They yeah. <laughs> seem to be doing very well this season as well. Yes. Oh, and another one is Whiplash. Whiplash is an amazing robot. Um, that would be scary, I think. Uh, good driving and everything. But I was um, amazed with the driving of, um, yeah, which is Hewitt. Uh, oh, Hydra. Hydra. That he's driving last night. With, with his, we watched it last night. Right? With, his, with, his, um, with his huge cage. With the big bike rack. <laughs> well, this, this is the question that uh, we kind of wanted because there's been a lot of talk of the controversy this season um, around the rules and around active primary weapons or not. And we kind of just wanted your take on that as well as the Hydra fight and also the Beta Rotator fight. Everyone's asking. Yeah, the Beta one, that was pretty... I think that was more controversial because um, uh, he just wedged in the whole time, which is exactly what... Uh, Sawblaze did back in, in 20, 2016 versus um, uh, Razorback. Razorback. Remember, he yeah. just wedged him the whole time yeah. and owned him, but he did his 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 uh, Sawblade. Yeah. Over the top Sawblade was busted, and he didn't use that once. And so they gave because um, Razorback had scratched him, they gave it to him for for damage. So that was, you know, that was a controversy. Mm. Controversy. So the rules have changed a bit. For, yeah. for, for them to give that I to I don't think um... they quite got the rules right <laughs> yet. Uh, and it's very hard on the judges. I mean, the judges are, are builders, ex-builders, or still build themselves, and they're, I mean, incredible people. We know them well and love them. But um, I'd hate to have to judge any of them with these Certainly. new rules, especially, you know. Um, but, but in Australia, they would have won, because in Australia we would say control and aggression is, yeah. is more important than damage. So yeah. so it, it depends on the rules because if you're totally owning someone and they, you know, scratch you or, you know, rip a wheel off and you're still owning them, chances are you win because um, there's more points. Than, yeah. Than, yeah. Yeah, it's different for TV, I guess. And it's well known with BattleBots that they don't really like wedges that much. So it's a, you kind of know, as even 2016, we knew our oh, wedges is like, you know, oh, a bit of a cop out sort of thing. Yeah. So they're kind of anti that to start with. So it, it's kind of a bit hard when you're you're watching them and you you know what you know because you've been there and and fought. But with the last, the the fight with um, the big cage uh, with huge, we were both sort of uh, watching it last night and and having we're, our own inter arguments. Them, so like, like, those know. huge fans are going to be really <laughs> angry. <laughs> and I guess it's like in the long run, if he can do that and get away with it well why not that's how it goes okay i disagree with the uh builders disagreeing with the judges i yeah. think that that shouldn't be seen i think that should be edited yes out. i'm not that's just my opinion is that you you lose 
you lose, you win, you win. That's the judge's decisions. And I, and I think it's better that people don't get to see that side of the builders. And I don't think, and I think it was maybe made for the TV to to do that. You know, it is a show. They want yeah. drama. They want yeah. the drama. And, and remember, and in the end of the day, we're all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yeah. Nerds yeah. don't like yeah. fighting. Yeah. So it's, they want some kind of drama. So I mean, got all, we were thinking about the we were thinking about the fight, um, and I know I'm going to forget the robot who put all the spikes out in England in Robot Wars. A tornado. Tornado. Remember that was the, the tornado one. fight where he came up against oh, uh, uh, Razor. Razor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah, he put all the spikes out so he couldn't get to him. Well, it's similar. It takes one person to do something to go, oh, okay. I mean, Huge is, is such a, an incredible robot, but in the same way, you kind of sort of think to yourself, well, it's good to see somebody beat them. But sort of, um, yeah, it, it's controversial because he didn't use his weapon. And, I mean, I was angry. <laughs> but then afterwards I thought about, well, that's the way it goes. People just do I'm these sh- things. I think and- if he'd got a chance... Um- to on the the only way he could have used his weapon it was right on the edge of the wheel to flip yeah. inside but yeah. i mean what are the chances of him being in the middle of the arena with that wheel right there for him to flip so i mean well as he said bronco got wrecked like he didn't want to get wrecked he's yeah no further ahead yeah he's never going to beat huge it, without there's always that. going to be controversy yeah. no matter yeah, what this is probably the yeah. most we've seen um there's probably been three or four so far that's been a bit iffy but i think they want that you know i think that's giving it the excitement to go into the next season. Plus also it's only going to be one point to win by and you win. So it's like if one judge has one more point and they've added more points, so it's easier to happen now. Yeah, Yeah, that's certainly it. It's been our opinion as well that they've sort of been playing into the controversy because it is a TV show and I guess they're chasing the ratings. But um, yeah, I think we're we're all here for the robot fighting at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think any comp other than TV. And if they do that, if they're willing to do that, well, and get away with it, they've done it. (laughs) Props to them, I suppose. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think that they might relook at rules for next time, but like that's just what happens. I mean, we've got to we change thought- the rules with our club that we've got here for the ant and beetles. Um, mm-hmm. More robots are coming in that are more destructive and faster and more dangerous, and you've just got to change the rules as it goes with tip speeds and different... Um, On that note, actually, about the Australian robots coming in, it's great to hear that there's more coming in. Um, Are there any other Australian robots that could potentially make a heavyweight robot and make it to overseas competitions that you know of? I'm trying to work out. We've probably got, between us all, I reckon there'd be 10 in Australia. Amazing. But nowhere to fight them. And we don't have much... Uh, yeah, you'd need you'd need <laughs> basically the cost of a house to build an arena. <laughs> like that. An arena. So um, you can only do that if you've got a big sponsor and uh, yeah, you don't sponsor robots unless it's a TV show. So yeah, and there's yeah. always been this fun thing going around that we want to do. Um, it's called Rumble in the Jungle, where we sit inside the arena <laughs> and we on some big property. We have the robots right out there fighting. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and so and we'd, our, we'd fight them all with, with F- FPV. So, that, yeah. but then, but then you'd have to video it, and um, chances are we'd muck that up. It's a dream that keeps us going. <laughs> it's a dream. Fun. You might need a few drones, but that sounds like a really, <laughs> yeah. really visionary idea. Yeah. And, I don't, and I don't know how Death Row would go off off uh, flat surface. So, <laughs> oh, it's not an off roading. <laughs> But <laughs> we'll have to be four wheel drive, uh, off road de- version of that. 
that. But talking about the scene, um, some of the guys here like Steve and Glenn have been doing it since they're like 15, 14, 15 years old. So they're in their 30s now and that's how, that's how long they've been doing it for. Yeah. And they started from scratch, you know, in back. Yards and, and Steve runs um, all the big, all the federal. Yeah, he comps, runs the uh, Robo Wars Australia. So that's yeah. Death Row's captain. Steve so Martin, there's a yeah. whole group of them that sort of are, are infiltrated down deep in Victoria and New South Wales, and and like they've just been building for so long. So in their backyards, they have heavyweights that they've played with through the years. So I reckon we would have, I reckon five competitive heavyweights that could. If there's anyone you would like to um, give a shout-out to, any of these teams, if they have something to follow. Okay, so um, it's it's trying to figure out the teams. Well, there there's um, – um, oh, how can I run? We don't know their names. The Stotts. Yeah, Gary and Rob. Gary and Rob. That, that's, they've, they've probably got, like, three already. <laughs> right. Cool. Good. Rob, yeah, Rob, uh, Gary and Rob, they've been doing it right from the beginning, and they, they run Robo Wars Nationals a couple, couple of years ago. They always come top. Top, yeah. top three usually, and they're really good. Their backyard, from what I gather, is like a scrapyard for uh, Chryslers. So whenever <laughs> Gary needs a like, uh, you know, part for his road, he just goes out and steals it off a car. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, brings it in like meticulously welds it. It's getting <laughs> it's getting the robot to the standard of BattleBots, though, and getting accepted. That is the hardest part of all. Yeah. Uh, but these guys, there's also uh, Daniel and his brother. Uh, oh yeah, Kerrison. He's got the he's got um, uh, Hun- Huntsman, Huntsman, which went to the last uh, China KB two. And there's a team in South Australia. Um, I think with Ben. Yeah, Ben and Dr. Hobb and uh, Chris. <laughs> we we, they've all got yeah, names. Yeah, we don't know their yeah, teams. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> That's okay. That's fine. That's all right. <laughs> it's just like heaps of guys that could go on to teams as well. Yeah. Like, you know, they've been building for so long and I think sometimes when you start, very similar to, to BattleBots, I say, you, know, you start right back in those grassroots where you don't know what you're doing and you're just sort of, building from scratch and you have to build it up that's that's what's happened i mean steve uh, and and all those guys built it up from what it was to having uh, national competitions now i mean if you could ever get to one of them if we ever can have another one hopefully this year really want to be able to go you know they're, they're, they're a lot of fun and you know good we we had new zealanders come over last time and fought i fought one of them one of my robots went to the roof it was hard <laughs> that was the end game guys yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and they're such lovely people too. Everyone's lovely. <laughs> but yeah, lot, lots of teams in, in Australia. And a lot of really exciting. I think most people who've done um, any kind of building, like, because now ant weights are all 3D printed and stuff. So they've designed it in the computer. And the more designed in the computer, you can scale it up. But then, like, we learned with Death Roll, our first heavyweight, it is different to actually competing with one and seeing what works. So, you know, like, Death Roll's original weapon was the same weapon the new Death Roll's got. Uh-huh. Same same parts, same size, same material, but the chassis was was the wrong shape. Right. So uh, our wheels just got ripped straight off, and without wheels, you you lose. So, <laughs> but um, and and also we've started it. Yeah, started. Toughened up the motor. Now it's making half. So those those big E-Tech motors, um, ME 909s, they've. Uh, we redo the back 
So now the oh, back okay. is not cast aluminium, it's like machined and so it doesn't just crack. Well, yeah, um, we were really interested about, it, you know, it's Death Roll's plans for 2021 and, and what kind of, if there's any redesigns or, yeah, what improvements you're making, if you want to share anything further. Well, we were building for 2020, so we, we're pretty, uh, pretty well yeah. built. You're ahead of the game now, really. Yeah, <laughs> weeks and, uh, see, we live around... Steve lives in Brisbane, we live in Ipswich, and Glenn lives in New South Wales. So there is, uh, like, this difference between we have to cart stuff back and forth. Yep. <laughs> and Glenn probably makes all the um, like intricate, like, the lifters, and um, and he sort of did lots of design. But the original design is Steve's, um, so we should give him the credit for that. And, and he did <laughs> all that in China with um, Great White. Yeah. So similar design to Death Roll. And then, um, yeah, Glenn's just added new... Like he's got this cool little um, adjustable pulley on the motor. Okay. So that's that's, that's his two hours of uh, adjustments. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then also Glenn, Glenn like like will at the end of the comp he will take the motor home to back to the hotel and run it in and oh check wow for any check for any specks of crap that's gotten into the motor and he'll run it through and so he'll rocks up rocks up to breakfast the next day carrying the e tech. Yeah, I love that. On the table. It sits on the table and he's like, put it through its paces. My baby. He's at, he's at one He's at one with the motors. Yeah. So if it was still spinning, we'd leave it in there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the motor of Whisperer. That is, yeah, the motor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll change his tag name to the motor. The motor Whisperer. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's very good. Um, my, my personal biggest question for you guys is the self-rider with the Crocodile Dundee arm. Is it a one-by-one one replica of the Crocodile Dundee knife is my biggest question. And what is it made out of? Oh, no, it, it was a mistake in some ways. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Miles and I work together and it's like we've got, we're in our own space here. We've been working for like over 20 years together. So uh, we've got there's all these sheds and links in our backyard. Um, and we were so busy finishing off the robot because we do a lot of it here especially the finishing off with the body, putting it all together and that. And and we can't really remember how it ever came that it was going to be an arm. We kind of think Steve might have mentioned it, but it was left to us to just do it. <laughs> and uh, it was Your like... The creative side took over. <laughs> I imagined the arm with a knife. Steve imagined... I mean, Miles imagined... I thought a it'd be crocodile's a crocodile's arm. Yeah, I thought it'd be a crocodile like the rest of the robot. Yeah. Holding a knife. See, the reason it was a <laughs> knife is because it originally it was a pipe. A bit of pipe was just welded yeah, on there yeah. because the arm by itself didn't flip it. Yeah, like right. It, it sort of flipped it a little bit. So Steve had to just weld a bit of pipe on. So then Steve says, make it look like an arm holding a knife. And it's like, oh. So both of our imaginations went wild, but it was, then it was left for me to yeah, do Yeah, I'm thinking it. robot arm, like you paint it like a robot's arm. It could look human, but painted green. And Julia goes, no, it's Crocodile Dundee's arm never, ripped off and on the robot. I, I like, never thought right. of it being anything else <laughs> other than a human sort of arm, you know, um, holding it. And I remember when I did it and Mo saw it, it was like, <gasps> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And at that stage, it wasn't a bloodied stump. It was an arm yeah. with a watch and a sleeve. So, <laughs> oh. it was, so yeah. was he cutting his way out of the robot? Who knows? <laughs> but we had to change it because when we went over there, because you don't get to test your robot that much when you're mm. here. You know, like we're lucky enough that Glenn's got a space where he can test it back and forth, but you get to a point where you put it all together and your first test is in the text, test box at BattleBot. 
And um, it was what had happened is I'd made the, the stump thicker here and it had that shirt on it and, and Glenn just said, we can't, it'll get caught, you know, twisted up in the, in, in the motor. So we had to cut all that back. And I just thought, oh, let's just bloody it up a bit more. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, it, but remember, it was so. It was then it was the foam arm that looked like skin, and then the, the two uh, Waiachi switches. You yeah, need to get yeah. a screwdriver in there to, to turn oh, them yeah. on. So then we had to hack holes yeah. out of the arm. <laughs> just like, they're gonna have to be injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then it was like, will BattleBots even let us have a bloody yeah, stump on our we, on our robot? We and thought it was apparently they liked it. <laughs> We thought it was a bit graphic to start with because they took two different photos of us, so with it yeah. or without it. And it was like, if you notice the first fight, we didn't fight with it. The, yeah. the end game fight, we didn't have it on. We had a bit of pipe. Because we yeah. didn't think that. Because somebody said, oh, it might be too graphic. Mm. But the kids are the ones that loved it. <laughs> yeah, we just so, thought that was the most quintessentially it, Australian representing yeah, robot ever. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, oh, that's good. And to answer your question about the, the the knife, we just found yeah something that looked yeah. a bit crocodile Dundee, and it's actually part of the whole arm, so it's all welded. Okay. Oh, nice. Not actually an arm holding anything; it's all part of the armature. Oh, nice, cool. That yeah, would just yeah. snap off as yeah. soon yeah, as yeah, yeah, the hundred kilos rolled on it. Yeah, and I made all the scabbard and. Oh, yeah, Jill's, yeah. It's all out of foam. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, at the beginning, Steve will, like, pull off the the sheath off the knife. Jill's made it all. It's all EVA foam. Amazing. Yeah, we've got some some little tricky things happening for the next one, but, um, you know, you you can imagine how we felt when it was, like, all that hype and we're ready to go. And the thing is you just stop. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, we went, oh, it's been put off for two weeks. So all that hype that you, your real energy getting in there ready to go, you just stop. And it was just as COVID was kicking off yeah. there. So it was just like, well, are we going to get in before? And then it was like, no, nah, the council was like. Phew. And it's still, <laughs> it's still the same in some ways. I mean, we keep, you know, going, oh, yeah, we're going to do it this year, but how? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys have just gone back into lockdown again. So we're lockdown now. So how do we know what's going to happen in the next month? Yeah, we're really fingers crossed for you. Yeah, really. I mean, we're 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 already thinking about um, continuing the build. So that's you know maybe vaccines and stuff will allow things to happen a bit better around the world. We're hoping. Yeah, if anything, you know, maybe we can keep kickstarting. It's obviously really you've got the ball rolling with Australian robot competitions, but yeah, you know, we can keep driving for more competitions in Australia. A heavyweight that'd be, competition. That'd be Australia. great to see because oh, then yeah. we could get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we need that hundred grand or whatever it is. It's so thick the arena. What is this like? I think it's an inch and a half inch thick and of Alexan. Yeah, like, Amazing. Even five uh yeah, half inch in Australia is like five hundred bucks a sheet. So imagine that around tennis ball court sized arena. It's like, yeah, that's hundreds of thousands to build. Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot. And then how are you going to make that money back? Yeah. It's kind of like just one of us has to win the lotto. Safety is <laughs> the main concern with just about everything. And you know, we get new builders coming in all the time and, you know, they send you videos of them starting it up at home and you go, no, no, no. sketchy. It's at all get, getting times, their newborn you know, to spin the blade. It's like, no. Nah. <laughs> 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 Even the small ones can be just so massively dangerous, you know. So it's yeah. all about safety. Yeah, and you got to have a light to make sure when you turn your robot on, you know it's on so it's not sitting on the table. Oh, on. yeah. And we, we've done that, haven't we, Jules? We had like an ant weight 
and a, and a beetle weight and we've been fighting the beetle weight and the ant weight still turned on in the bag driving around at, oh. because it's on the same radio yeah so it's like can't can't let that happen especially on the bigger ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need those lights and you need to check them <laughs> yeah yeah that's, it. yeah that's it yeah yeah i mean we wondered a bit it's it's amazing that you have a creative background because we're both creative people as well and you know we did our research listen to your uh, interview on Behind the Bots, another great podcast, which was really cool to hear you guys. We probably just repeated everything we just said on that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, you, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, you worked in animatronics and stop motion and, you know, had the visual arts background. And I kind of just wondered, like, what, what was the kind of movies that you were working on? What kind of stuff were you into? We did visual arts. That was our degree. And then we got into using the old Super 8 cameras. Oh, yeah. For our end projects, we both did films. So we thought we'd better, you know, learn a little bit more. So we went and did film and TV. So our, our sort of work had started to, to move really into um, making films. And Miles's background is special effects makeup. So oh. it, it was, yeah. So we, we sort of. Eyeballs hanging out. Yeah. So yeah. we sort of started. Road, all that stuff. Seven arms. Yeah, yeah seven arms. Yeah, lots of them. After the we. We worked on other people's films for a while and, you know, tried to make the money. And it made, you can make a lot of money going down the coast and working on films and stuff, you know. But it, it, being visual artists, it sort of like was robbing our creativity a lot. and We couldn't do things for ourselves. So we continued to make our own films in the background. We've got a few that we made, but, you know, we heard all our family and used up everyone we know. So we then thought, oh, let's make our own actors. So that's how we got into stop motion was just Yeah, you don't it. have to pay them. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. And they yeah. stay where they are and do what they're told. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The <laughs> only problem is it takes 10 years to film it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so we did a couple of short films and then we thought, oh, let's make a business. So we made our own business where we um, film we film events and transfer old film and slides and all that sort of stuff. And, it, you know, it makes us some money to be able to do our creative you know be artists yeah and uh and then in 2003 that's that's when we started to to do the animation so in 10 years um later we thought it would take two years to make the film 10 years we just finished the animating part of it yeah and then we had to move from the sheds there's a lot of floods involved and stuff like that so we built a shed in our backyard a bigger one to be able to finish off the animation part and then to try and get into doing the sound the difficulties was we got into robots to start with so yeah. that changed a lot of that's the like way. instant gratification rather than yeah, um, I'll, yeah. I'll do this animation now and we'll see what it looks like in the three weeks yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i think we didn't know at the time but i think the 10 year toll of us working together only the two of us every day in a dark room in a dark space you know, when you're, when you're looking at an image um, up on a screen and there's two of you, uh, the people making it, it has to pass by one eye and we're the one eye. Yeah. So it, it's a really weird way of making and being together and I don't think many people can do it because it's like uh, it's hard to explain. But you become to a stage where it was difficult to do anything else other than that. Yeah. So making the robots, it was you make yours, I'll make mine. So it was the first thing we sort of did that put our minds away from that total together, that's how it looks thing. Yeah. But anyway, the editing, we just sort of, uh, I think we I think we, we really burnt out. It's hard to, to yeah. say that. Animation is so difficult, um, certainly. Yeah. But and then we, our biggest problem was the editing part where it came to making mm. the decisions of the sound yeah. and, and like all the edits and what to leave in, what to leave out. That's when we was like... Uh, 
yeah, we, we, it's we, still on the computer waiting for us to finish. We looked at it, you know, it's like a silent film. For 10 years, there was no sound. Yeah. Even though when it was written, we wrote the sound with it. You know, like you put the sound, you knew what sounds were. Being artists, it was about there's no dialogue, right, and there's no narration. So it's totally done by sound. So each, everything in there has a sound. So it's us trying to make that work and then, you know, I guess. It's a lot of work, like a lot of recording. Yeah. That's why there's whole, whole like groups of people on movies who do the, just the sound. Yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. and another thing is that when we started, there was no, we were pioneering the digital camera back in 2003. Of course. We had no, there was no live. Video split. Oh, yeah. video split. Nothing. We had to have, um, God, we, we had to work out how to do it all. And it, and it was also like every frame from the digital camera changed because the lighting would change, right? So we had to, we had this Variac thing that we got, <laughs> we got sent from some weird place up at Longreach down here that every time we took a shot, you'd have to vary the light. You had so to do that check the voltmeter, check that the voltage was, was right. Like, Otherwise it would flicker. You know, so we, like, yeah. we'd get three seconds a day. Wow. You know, and we'd come back and every day we'd go, wow, you know, this is so cool. <laughs> and I don't know how we did it. Ten years just went, Pew! and, you know, we didn't do anything else much. We did a, a few sort of jobs and stuff and we did. I mean, it must have given you an eye for detail. And, you know, once you got started in the robotics, I'm sure that was a help. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, the help for the robotic community that we gave them is they all started to tart up their robots. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> engineers, this is the rule we've learned. Engineers are afraid of paint. <laughs> if they didn't have to, they'd all be metal colored. We weren't <laughs> afraid to, to Ghost give wrapped them. We weren't afraid to give them some color. <laughs> nice. I love that. I really hope to one day see this film that you've put so much time and effort into. Yeah, uh, so do we. Everyone. <laughs> 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 I think we've lost our fan base, but that's probably a good thing, you know. But yeah, it's um, it's there's, there's a lot of layers in there, and it's uh, being true to the work. I mean, you could put anything, you could say, oh, "I'll just put anything on there," but it's trying to be true to what what we're yeah, trying to do with it. We we had a manifesto and all that sort of stuff, like you know, we were weird artists back then. <laughs> that's all right. Things. We're still weird artists. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. I miss being a weird artist. <laughs> Hey, don't worry, you guys are going to love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had to show a bit to, um, oh, we had something in at the university and we showed some students and this girl came up to us afterwards and she went, I've never seen anything like it. It's like art. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> You've changed her life. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what that meant, but it was something that stuck in our heads, which was nice. I think when they see, think of animation, they think of Disney and, uh, you know. This anti -Disney. Still, yeah, this is the anti-Disney film. Oh, that sounds fascinating, honestly. <laughs> um, we've only got a few more questions. Uh, one of them, what is your favourite non-combat robot, fictional or otherwise? Um, oh, that's easy for me, Robocop. That the original one from '86. Uh, oh. uh, that's yep. my favorite. One of my favorite bad movies of all time. It yeah. is good. You know, and you got like a movie that you it, because I mean it's sort of like a comedy, but not. So oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, yeah, I love that. That's my favorite. What about you, Jules? It's a hard one, isn't it? What's that kids one that I like? The Iron Fist or whatever you call it. Iron Giant. 
Daddy, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can the Mandalorian be one? Oh, I'm in love with them. He's pretty close. I mean, how can you make a series with a, a dude wearing his helmet and yeah. uh, you just hear his voice? How can you do it? They did it. They did it. Robots. We were impressed. <laughs> I like the way he moves and, you know, I like everything about the yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, he's just, he's cool. Oh, we have to catch up on the next season, I think. Yeah, we've been to watch the we're still second there, but... season. First season's probably better, but um, it's still still really good. Yeah, great. Excellent. <laughs> it's like watching the original movie. Yeah, no, we've really enjoyed it too. It's yeah, and you see all the re- yeah. reoccurring characters from the original movies. Great. Yeah, it's exciting. I knew all their names. Made me feel like such a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are your predictions for this season? Like, who do you think is going to be in the top four? Who do you think is going to win? Ooh, you can't ask Jules that. She knows. She knows all the who oh, wins. Oh, true. Oh. <laughs> and what about you, Miles? Do you know? Well, or? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll only get your answer. <laughs> um, well, who do I? Well, see, there's who you want to win and who you think will win. This is what this... we say all the time. We have a we have a very strict way of saying it. it's like, who do you want to win and who will win? It's like, who in your heart are you going for? But who's going to win the match <laughs> yeah it's tricky because it'd be easy to say bite force wouldn't it but uh, he's not there so yeah we wonder about that as well that's our actual next question for you is where is paul ventimiglia well i think covid yeah he'll, he'll be back it's just covid yeah um i mean lots of things oh, we were we were speculating wildly <laughs> yeah he'll be back yeah i think he's just i didn't he, I, I think a lot of people really um at some stage there was a lot of robots that weren't going yeah. Um, that just made the decision. Uh, and, and a few of them I was surprised that actually did go. Mm. Uh, and I think that was a COVID thing that they decided, you know, it's good to have a break, you know. Like I think that, that year break that we had was good for us. Like, uh, And we've got this we theory too that you have off-seasons and on-seasons. So if you go every year, then we did. We had our on-season last, last time because we did really good. I'm sure if we went this time we would have had an off-season. So we're just skipping our off-season and hopefully next time will be another on-season. Nice. That's it. That's it. <laughs> what do you think that logic? I like <laughs> it. You know, which doctor almost won last year? They're having an off-season. Yeah, they're yeah. having an off-season. You're right. Yeah. Um, no, but who do you – Who do you? who's in your oh, okay. Um, well, I guess Hydra would be up there, wouldn't he? He's good. Um, don't know how he's going to go against some of those spinners, so maybe him. Uh, and I think which doctor will get good. I'm sure they'll be in the top 30. So he'll be. I'm sure there'll be another. There'll be sure. battles between those two. But that was a great first one when oh, he just yeah. flipped which doctor up onto the roof. But then I guess which doctor's weapon has broken in both fights. So I think yeah. they got metal problems. Metal problems. That's what we were yeah, thinking think too. It's, immediately, it's just shattered. So uh, I think they've over hardened it or something. Yeah, that's what they mentioned. But yeah, it's something in the grain structure going wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, well, I think. They love their tool steel, and tool steel just snaps. I mean, oh. well, rotator's blade um, snapped when we fought him like that. We yeah, got true. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> I know. I felt bad. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't if we were losing. But. They're so lovely. <laughs> we went to lunch afterwards with that fight with, with, with rotator team, and these fans were in the place as well, and they're coming up and going, Hang on a minute, you guys just fought. It's like I couldn't believe that we were, we were hanging out and having lunch together, you know. It's just that what you do. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a, it's the robots. They're, it's the robots that hate each other, not us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that just snapped. Is it? Well, Ray snaps too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, hard until still. I mean, it's it? hard, but it but it's so hard that it becomes brittle. brittle. Yeah. We yeah. use Hardox, um, which is like uh, what they use for like scoops on um, – 
uh, mining gear. Oh, mm, right. Interesting. Yeah, and so we get um, all our laser cutting done over in, in Perth at yeah. Action Laser, and they yeah. they um, they sponsored us on our last, on, yeah. on the new chassis, so they did a good job on that. But, uh, yeah, we use their hard ox because it's, like, super, super tough. The most amazing material that I've discovered this year is what Gruff is made out of, that Magnum triple alloy. I looked up the oh, specifications yeah. of it. If you look up the specifications, it's like, it's it's not only super hard, but also has a lot of bend strength, I think. I don't know exactly. It's like yeah. super normalized, yeah. like just... Yeah, I think they use it on the, the buckets for, um, for like mining equipment and So probably similar stuff. to something that you... Yeah, yeah, like you yeah, yeah, the same kind of stuff probably, yeah. But just the American version. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Gruff, Gruff's amazing. Yeah, Gruff's amazing. Uh, yeah. I've got a little, where is it? I've got a little, this is my little beetle weight. Can you see my little beetle? Oh, cool! The fans that won't be, the fans listening won't they be able to see, see this, it's but like, there is an amazing little gruff-looking beetle weight. What's its name? It doesn't have wheels. See, it shuffles. Oh, cool! We get the weight bonus, so it gets like a fifty percent weight bonus, so it can lift other awesome. uh, other beetles up, no problemo. I love that. What's its name? Stacula. <laughs> <laughs> Many variations. The first one I we took to New Zealand and fought, and I was hopeless. And then I did another one. Uh, and you just got to keep improving on them. They're just like the big ones. You just keep you, you know, it's pretty hopeless in open category. Like yeah. you're coming up against the massive spinners. I don't think Miles is here very. No, Miles has got a disc like that big on him. <laughs> you know, you, you fight that, you're gone. But it, it's just if it spins, it's just t- taking. <laughs> If you can get some weight off, then you can put some more armor on it. It's exactly the same. Yeah, it's the, the same. Deal, yeah. the that, that's why starting off with the little ones is always good because you learn about the CAD and um, uh, or not CAD or just, you know, uh, cardboard-aided drafting. <laughs> you can do it, uh, you know, when you learn it like that, you can really just scale it up and then and then battle test it. Yeah, that seems to be the thing these days. And with 3D printing, like you mentioned, that's it's so awesome how accessible it is. And, and all those BattleBots guys take the little classes so serious. Like I remember um, uh, Jim Spentowski, you know, um, uh, Nightmare Man. He was oh, yeah. there talking about, he's got like a Beetle version with the disc like that. Uh, yeah. He's talking about battles from 10 years back of his Beetle weight. And, and like, <laughs> so they take him real serious because um, at the end of the day, it's the same thing, only little. Certainly. Yeah, and, and you can do more comp. That's the thing. I, we started this podcast just because we wanted to get more people into combat robotics. And yeah, obviously, Beetleweight, Antweight is the place to go. Yeah, after BattleBots this season, I think we're going to try and cover some of those smaller competitions. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah. we just won't talk for yeah. a year, and that doesn't seem right. So. Yeah, <laughs> South Australia, Victoria, Albury, Wodonga. They're a bit slack in New South Wales at the moment. There's no real. Is it Queensland? Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the comps that are around. South Australia's got a big, a big mob of people down yeah, there right they've been going for a while yeah they're just they're getting they're into beta weights now and i think they they were going to hold a heavyweight down there not a heavyweight sorry featherweight but um covid stopped that unfortunately um and they hold them in victoria as well yeah and albury's the closest to new south wales yeah they're but, a bit slack in, in new south wales but we've been so going for about three years now up here with the Ipswich robotic sports group so uh, and it grows, but you, you get to a point where you can't grow much more for because uh, we're still reasonably small. Yeah. Um, 
but we we do the 150 gram ant weights and um we've got a non-destructive class now because there were so many 3d printed robots okay you know you have to have a, a non-destructive for the ant weights and we we built a, a beetle arena i think it's been going for about a year and a half now yeah they're so and, and the beetles getting real popular real violent the beetles yeah, like yeah. you really yeah. got yeah they're 1.36 kilogram yeah watching um buggle bots in yeah, that yeah, yeah, has yeah. been great yeah. and i was amazed because i that's where i first saw tyler drive and just how quick they are and how well he drives is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. He's pro, yeah. yeah well ben hay was in buggle bots he's in he's from south australia oh okay great so ben, he had a robot there yeah, yeah. i don't remember to rewatch it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re-watch ben. Yeah. he's real tall all right i'll keep that in mind we'll keep an eye out um well, we better wrap up this recording, I think. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure. No, we're right on time. We're right on time. So perfect. Thank uh, you so much. Honestly, thank you. It's it's been such a pleasure to meet you. Hopefully, one day we'll actually be able to meet you in real life and come see some yeah, of your bots. Yeah, for sure. When we have, if you keep on Rubber Wars Australia uh, web, you go onto the Facebook there, and Steve pretty well talks about the comps coming up. You know, it, of course, it's been a bit slow over the last year, and we don't know what holds for us yet. I haven't been able to make any plans for comps yet for this year. Yeah, we'll just see how we go. But uh, plenty of interest and plenty of talk still happening around the place um, about robots. So, and I'm still getting people interested. You know, there's been two new people this year. I think as soon as the uh, BattleBots show comes out, it, it, we liken it to the. Um, bike racing as soon as you get the bike <laughs> racing on tv you see bikes everywhere. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's exciting it's a wonderful sport to get into yeah thank you so much guys it's thank been you. a pleasure honestly it's been so wonderful um yeah we hope to talk to you again on on bots 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 yeah cool thanks so <laughs> yeah much, anytime thanks guys good work guys see ya yeah appreciate it thank see you so ya. much and that's a wrap hope you enjoyed the episode everyone if you want to find Team Death Roll, uh, you can follow them on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Team Death Roll. If you like the podcast, tell a friend. It really helps us to get it out there. You know, get someone you know into the world, the wonderful world of combat robotics. If you want to leave us a review, that's also a huge help. If you have any questions, please email us at botsbotsbotspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And that's all. Bye for now. I'll see you on the next one.